assistance for local small businesses, running a virtual race, and Tinker Engineers find a new way to keep aging planes running. For The Oklahoma, I'm Paige Diller. Today is Wednesday, August 5th. The number of new COVID-19 cases surpassed the 1,000 mark. The State Department of Health reports there are 1,101 new cases of the virus and 17 new deaths. Several weeks ago, Governor Stitt announced a program to help students from impoverished families continue their private education. However, some grant money could go to families with larger incomes as well. This is Nuria martinez Keel, education reporter at The Oklahoman. Uh, we reported today that a fund program through the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act that would provide $6,500 grants to 1,500 families who have kids in private school might benefit wealthier families than you might expect. Governor Kevin Stitt announced this fund program called the Stay in School Fund. He announced it a couple weeks ago, and, and when he did, he he made it seem like this was really targeted toward benefiting homeless students and students who live in poverty who might not be able to attend the private schools that they've been attending uh, because of extra financial hardship on their families during the pandemic. This was supposed to provide them a $6,500 grant to help stabilize their family's finances, and and make sure that their tuition would stay affordable so that they could continue attending their private school. Um, but then if you, if you really look into who is eligible for these funds, uh, the first round of applications are going to go, are, are going to be accepted from families who earn 185% of the federal poverty line or less. So what, what does 185% of the federal poverty line look like? Well, let's take a family of four. A family of four could earn $48,470 or, or below, and they could be among the first round of applications. A single parent with one kid could qualify with a $31,894 salary. But after that first round of applications, if they have funds that are left over, the grants open up to households earning a lot more than that. They're going to be available to to families earning up to 350% of the federal poverty line. So that family of four can now earn a household salary of $91,700, and they could still access funds to keep their kids in private school. A single parent with one child could earn a grant if they earn $60,000 a year. Um, And so that could be even higher than that. They could go up to four. 450% if the family can prove that they have had, quote, significant income decrease because of COVID-19. And so that means that family of four now can earn $117,000 a year and still qualify for this grant. So although these families, you know, if you split it between two parents, they might not be completely upper class unless it's maybe one parent earning that amount of money and the other one is uh, staying at home. Many of these families might be middle class, um, but they certainly are not poor and they certainly are not homeless. Um, But apparently those are, you know, in the second round of applications, people who can send in applications and maybe be accepted if they have some leftover funds. But when the governor announced this uh, grant uh, program initially, he he made it seem like it was targeted toward homeless kids and kids who are living in poverty. And, And that does not seem like it will be exclusively made available to families like that. 
The second phase of Oklahoma City's Small Business Continuity Program is accepting applications for assistance for small business owners and nonprofits with 100 or fewer full-time employees. About $6 million in grants, loans, and technical assistance was allocated for the first phase, with about $4 million having been paid. The second phase is funded with $12 million from the CARES Act, passed by Congress in March. Only businesses and nonprofits located in Oklahoma City are eligible. Applicants are asked to go to OKCSmallBizHelp.com to apply. The Oklahoma City Memorial Marathon will go virtual for the 2020 race. Carrie Watkins, executive director of the Oklahoma City National Memorial and Museum, says the number of cases in recent weeks makes it impossible to hold a traditional race. Community health is the number one benefit, and we've said that all along, is that we, we will make those decisions um, as we can. And ultimately, you know, we had to decide uh, that we could not do that, and we did not want to be a spreader event. The 20th Memorial Marathon will now feature people running on their own in races they entered. Virtual runners are asked to run the distance they registered for sometime between October 14th and October 18th along any route of their choosing. Participants will upload their times recorded by their electronic devices to the marathon's website. The marathon was originally scheduled to take place on April 26th, but was postponed until October due to the pandemic. Engineers at Tinker Air Force Base are tasked with keeping aircraft in working order. Some of the planes are decades old, but as Dale Denwalt reports, they are taking off with a new repair method. A team from Tinker Air Force Base has built and tested the first 3D printed metal part for a jet engine that's already in service. The breakthrough is important as the Air Force develops new ways of sustaining aircraft that are decades old. Base personnel digitally engineered and then used a 3D printer to create a metal gasket, which is a component for engines used on the AWACS and the B-52 Stratofortress. The B-52 was first introduced 65 years ago, and crews at Tinker are responsible for maintenance, repairs, and overhaul of the aging bomber. By printing the gasket instead of using other ways of manufacturing, Tinker was able to slash administrative lead time from three months to just two or three weeks. This is not a new technology, but the Air Force has only recently begun considering its use on military aircraft. Most metal parts are manufactured with the use of molds or by sculpting parts from existing pieces of metal. 3D printing, however, often uses a powder material that's built up in layers. This process allows for complex designs that would otherwise be difficult or impossible to produce using traditional manufacturing methods. Officials hope that 3D printing and a successful test of the gasket component will open the door to more complex and critical aircraft parts in the future. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's podcast. You can find all these stories and more online at oklahoman.com and every day in the Oklahoman. Oklahoman.